Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Trekkers Podcast, FYI. I am your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Most people support lifting the COVID-19 restrictions all across here in Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. Tuesday evening here on the 15th of March. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Did everybody enjoy the weekend? Did everybody enjoy moving your clocks an hour ahead for those that still do that? I don't know when that's going to end. Been doing that all my life. My parents did that. Their parents did that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Have to see what happens if we can get that stopped or not. I don't know. So. More than 60% people here in Ontario support the lifting of the COVID-19 restrictions in the province, but some saying the move took too long. Well, of course we're happy about it. Right? All the major restrictions have been lifted here in Ontario. Canada. Twenty twenty five hundred fifty Canadian adults on the lifting of public health measures and the performance of their provincial leaders throughout the pandemic. So sixty one percent of the residents here in Ontario said they supported the lifting of the restrictions with 35% saying they were removed at the right time and 26% said the province actually moved too slowly. Well, they would be the unvaccinated, the fringe complaining the government moved too slowly. And the remaining 39% of the respondents, however, said the restrictions are being removed too quickly. Quickly, too slowly, all at the right time. When's a good time? When's a bad time? I don't know. I really don't. 
but I'm glad to see them lifted. And hopefully that we don't have to do it again because nobody wants to go through this again. Two years is long enough, plenty long enough. But ladies and gentlemen, there is also a significant support for the continuation of some public health measures. Even as the Ontario moves aggressively to lift all remaining restrictions. A total of 75% of people here in Ontario and 73% of Canadians said that they support wearing a mask in public indoor spaces. In just six days, well, five days, the mask mandate will be lifted. And a further 67% of people here in Ontario and 64% of all Canadians said they support vaccine passports to enter non-essential settings. Well, they lifted that too. You don't need to show proof of vaccination to go into a restaurant, a gym, or a movie theater, or any indoor public setting, except for hospitals, nursing homes, retirement homes, medical buildings. Same with the masks. You know, when when that mandate is lifted on the 21st, still hospitals, retirement homes, nursing homes, medical clinics will still require you to wear a mask. And that has nothing to do with the government. The poll found mixed support for voluntary continuing with some precautions, even after restrictions are lifted. And approximately 56% of respondents in here in Ontario said they were likely or very likely to continue to wear a mask indoors around strangers. And while another 50% said they were likely or very likely to continue to avoid larger gatherings of people. And the support was even higher for maintaining physical distancing at 61% and regular sanitizing of your hands, 65% as COVID precautions. Where else would you get stats like that around the world and other countries? You know, look at China lately. You know, they just locked down two two other cities and locked them down hard. That's just recently in China. Now, there's also a gender divide at 79% of women and only 67% of men expressing support for wearing masks in indoor public settings. And this is even after the 21st. When the mask mandate 
pretty much the last to go here in Ontario is the mask mandate. And as far as the performance of Premier Doug Ford, a slight majority of respondents in Ontario said that he did either a bad job at 31% or a very bad job at 21% of handling the pandemic over the last two years. Well, don't shoot the messenger, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm sure if you were in the same shoes as Premier Doug Ford, you would have done the same thing because he's just a messenger. The top doctors of this province who was ordering these shutdowns, stay-at-home orders. Doug Ford was just the messenger, whether we like it or not. But he's got to be the man out front and center. He's got to be the one who's got to break the news to you. I would not want to have been a politician these last two years with this pandemic raging on. Absolutely crazy. Now, however, Ford's approval rating was higher than his counterparts in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. I don't like those three premiers anyways. I'm glad I don't live in those provinces. Joe, Moe, and Curly. Three stooges. Crazy stuff. More than two in five people here in Ontario, or 44% say Ontario Premier Ford has done a good job on the COVID-19 file but they are outnumbered by those who disagree. The government's handling of schools has been a frequent source of criticism. Well, that's, that's, that, 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 that is the, the job of, of the, of the minister of education, not premier Doug Ford. You know, the province has closed them for in-person learning more often than anywhere in Canada. Well, that's because we have the largest population here in Ontario out of the entire country. 17 million plus people live here in Ontario out of a population of 37 million. So, yeah, we close them down more often than other places around Canada because we are the largest province and we were carrying the brunt of the cases of COVID here in Canada, right here in the province of Ontario. And I guess people of Ontario also blame Ford's government for the preventable third wave earlier in the pandemic. 
Oh, so it's not the virus's fault. It's the premier's fault for handling the third wave. Still, Ford fares better than the other premiers to the West. Well, even the third wave, ladies and gentlemen. Trying not to, hopefully didn't have to, go back to stay-at-home orders and close non-essential businesses, all those like that, trying to prevent that. Hey, we forget a lot of things, don't we? You know what? We just rather just stay open. Be worse off than what we would have been. Reopening, closing, reopening, closing, reopening, closing. Can't control what the virus is going to do. We can try to prevent, try to prevent it. But the virus is going to do what it's going to do. Not much we can do about that. Now, I'm sort of, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited that, you know, all the major restrictions are lifted here in Ontario. The mask mandate is being lifted on the 21st. And like I said, you can continue to wear a mask if you want. Nobody says you have to, and nobody says you don't have to. School boards across Ontario wanted the government to maybe postpone it, you know, because this is March break. The kids are home from school for a week. People are going to travel. People travel throughout the pandemic anyways. So the big concern is that, you know, people coming back from holidays where they went to Florida or California, Arizona, Maybe they went to Cuba, Mexico, I don't care. Potentially bringing the virus back in. The virus always came back in anyhow, because people, even with the travel advisories, people were doing it anyways. Even last March, you know, most people got private planes and had their RVs trucked across the border, you know, because they didn't want to follow the travel advisory. So it's irrelevant with what the teachers union wants. Doesn't make sense of what they want. You know, even in Toronto, in, in uh, Toronto, they want uh, to continue to wear the mask in the schools. Well, they can if they want, but Doug Ford is not going to keep it mandatory. So it'll be up to the to the district to the district school board of what they want to do. 
they want their faculty, they want their staff, they want the students to wear a mask in class. Well, you can do that too. It doesn't matter. It's like anywhere now. You know, you can choose to go to a crowded stadium, the gym, the movie theaters, restaurants, bars, dance clubs. Nobody has to show proof of vaccination. Nobody's doing contact tracing. You go about your business at your own risk. And what's your risk threshold? That's entirely up to you. Entirely up to you what you want to do. I went out Sunday afternoon to a favorite pub that I always go to. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. So I was at this sports bar that I go to Sunday afternoon to watch the, the outdoor hockey classic between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Buffalo Sabres. Wasn't a lot of people in there, but I felt fine. And, you know, you don't have to show proof of vaccination. It was good, you know, so I don't have a problem with that. You know, just in case you haven't heard um, that all of the major restrictions here in Ontario have been lifted. That's since two weeks ago. The mask mandate is being lifted on the 21st of March. And hospitals, nursing homes, retirement homes, medical clinics will continue to have that mandate. And that has nothing to do with the government. Now, here across Ontario, I mean, they were doing this, this uh, poll on people here about wearing masks in public places, even though that is going. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic, you know, so now this is just in the province of Ontario, other, other provinces too. I mean, they, you know, they, they've lifted most of their mandates or restrictions, you know, so. Um, they were doing a survey um, here for here in Ontario that 75% of people that live in Ontario and, and 73% of all Canadians said they support wearing a mask in, in, in public indoor spaces. And a further 67% of people here in Ontario and 64% percent of all Canadians said they support vaccine passports to enter non-essential settings and while 61% said they support 
mandatory testing for individuals traveling internationally. I mean, these are pretty big percentages. You know, then, you know, here in North America, you know, compared to, you know, the United States, I mean, you wouldn't get that high a percentage of Americans saying, oh, yeah, we support, we support the wearing masks in public indoor places. And we, and, and we support, you know, um, the vaccine passport stand or non-essential settings. You would never get that sort of percentage from the United States, ever. You know, this is why, you know, even with the population differences really doesn't matter, is that I guess Canadians took it more serious than than the United States. I think I said something like 950,000 deaths of COVID compared to 24,000 here in Canada. And then we had the mixed support um, voluntarily continue with some precautions. And even after the restrictions have been lifted. And that's goes, you know, first continue to wear a mask indoor around strangers, right? 56% uh, of people in Ontario said they were, they were still likely or very likely to continue to wear a mask indoors around strangers. And while another 56% um, that they were likely or very likely to continue to avoid larger gatherings of people. And the support was even higher for maintaining physical distancing. I guess Canadians just want to stay away from Canadians. 61%. And then regularly sanitizing their hands at 60, at 65%. I mean, what did we do pre-pandemic? We didn't sanitize your hands. That's pretty high. And then nationally, support for wearing a mask in public places was higher for those age 55 and up at 80%, as well as those who live in urban areas at 75%. On March 21st, that mask mandate comes to an end. But you can still wear a mask if you if that makes you feel comfortable. If that makes you feel better. You know, even to go into the grocery store or go to the mall. If you still want to wear a mask after that, knock yourself out. You know, it won't be mandatory. But like I said, hospitals in retirement homes, in nursing homes, in medical uh, buildings, you will still be required to wear a mask. But then on, I think they were talking April, April 17th, 
then that will be lifted as well. But then it'll be entirely up to the hospital or retirement home or nursing home. If they want you to wear a mask while you are in their building. And it'll have nothing to do with the government. And spring is five days away. Five more days. It'll be springtime here in Canada. And it cannot come soon enough. Believe me. January and all, well, not all of January, but Half of January, all of February. Here in Ontario, Canada, where I reside, was just horrendous. The snow and the cold. Unbelievable. So I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that is... Uh, coming to an end so now when it came like I like I mentioned earlier before you uh, guys came on here so the premier so even 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 the poll was done on the premier of Doug Ford he had a slight majority of respondents here in Ontario said, he did either a bad job at 31% or a very bad job at 21% handling the pandemic over the past two years. Well, don't shoot the messenger. Be because behind the curtains is the top doctors calling the shots. Telling the premier what he has to do. So don't shoot the messenger. I mean, I would not want to have been a politician these last two years. That'd just be, you know, not good for a whole lot of them. But Doug Ford did fare a lot better. His approval rating was even higher than of his counterparts in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Mo, Joe, and Curly. Those three schmucks in Alberta. Now, <laughs> you know, and of course, people in Ontario also blame Ford's government for, for, uh, for a preventable third wave earlier in the pandemic. Oh, Third wave, fourth wave, fifth wave, second wave. I don't care. You know what? The virus was going to do what the virus was going to do. Like I said, I would not have wanted to have been a politician during this this uh, pan, uh, this pandemic because you're not going to get raving reviews from anybody. And we have a spring election coming up. In the next couple months here in the province 
it'll be a provincial election. So, and Premier Doug Ford is trying to pull out all the stops and then hopes to, you know, get reelected for another four years. So, we'll see what happens. Just go out and vote. That's all you can do. You know, X, X marks, uh, marks the spot. Now, Sunday, um, I was out here doing a show. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Um, I went out to the mall on, on, on Saturday, and it was a cold, blustery, windy, crummy day. And I had to go pick a few things up for me. And then, you know, everything all said and done, I'm driving home, and I'm driving down, you know, major... Uh, uh, throughway, uh, fairway. And traffic just seemed to be backed up, and it's never like that. And I'm thinking, uh, it's got to be an accident up ahead. You know, now remember, this is, so this is the, the 15th, so it was the 13th on Saturday, and all the major restrictions here in Ontario have been lifted. So keep that in mind. So as I'm, you know, stop, go, stop, go in this traffic jam. And it's not even lunchtime on a Saturday. And as I'm getting closer, closer to see what the problem is. It's a freedom protest. parade, whatever the hell you want to call it. And I just told you that all the major restrictions here in Ontario have been lifted. So what the hell are you protesting now? So I was able, I was able to cut through one of the hospitals and get back on a, uh, on a major road to come home. Now, out in Calgary, Alberta, you know, having protests, and there in, 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 uh, Alberta, they've lifted all their major restrictions before we did here in Ontario. So what the hell are you protesting?
So, I guess the Saturday before, something like 2,000 people were present last Saturday with a smaller opposition protest made up of a residence business and professional protesters. <laughs> I was, like, if the restrictions are gone in your province, What are you protesting? There's some minor things lingering around out there from, you know, uh, the federal government, you know, on on some restrictions. You know, people's got to remember, like, this is, you know, this is spring break right now here, here in, uh, in Canada, Ontario. Kids are off for a week. People are going to travel. People are going to leave the country. They're going to travel. Go to another country. You're going to do it at your own risk. You have to do an uh, an antigen uh, rapid test the day before arrival back into Canada. And that's it. That's for travelers, right? Now, the United States, they haven't lifted um, vaccine, proof of vaccine for any uh, foreign national to travel into the United States. They haven't lifted that. So if you're going to vacation down Florida, you're going to, you know, in Arizona or California, in order to cross over into the United States, you have to show proof of vaccine. If you're flying into the United States, you have to show proof of vaccine just to get on the aircraft. And that's flying domestic as well. So the United States hasn't lifted that restriction. The federal government here in Canada, for any foreign national coming into the United States, you still have to show proof of vaccine. Prove that you've been vaccinated. So those have have not been lifted. And for, and for that small fringe 10% of the trucking industry here in Canada who didn't get vaccinated, whether Trudeau lifts that mandate to be vaccinated in order to come back into Canada, the United States has to do the same thing. So if Trudeau lifted it, said, okay, truckers don't have to be vaccinated anymore to come back into Canada, well, you still can't go into the United States because the United States, you know, if they don't lift it, well, what 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 good does that do? See, there's like a catch-22 here, ladies and gentlemen. People can bitch and complain all they want. 
But if the other party isn't willing to lift a restriction, then what good is it if Trudeau turned around and said, okay, I'll lift the mandate vaccines for truckers? And Joe Biden doesn't lift the restrictions on foreign nationals entering into the United States, whether you're a trucker or not. We still have the same problem. So (laughs) I guess uh, there was uh, demonstrators on both sides. Those opposing the restrictions in uh, Alberta and those um, protesting against the protesters. So I guess I guess they had <laughs> both. I got both sides had had come uncooperative. So again, you know, to my fellow Canadians, you know, the hell are you protesting now? And like I said on 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 my other shows, I mean, look, you want to go out and protest? Let's go out and protest against this war. You want to support and raise funds, raise money, raise the money for the people of Ukraine. You know, put all your, your, your hard energy and your your anger into a protest that is something worthy to protest against. You know, there was no need for Russia to invade the Ukraine. There was no need for it. (laughs) And yet, you know, I see these idiots with flags on their cars and freedom signs on the side of their vehicle or on the back of their vehicle or in the front of their vehicles. Freedom 2022. Where the hell did you lose your freedom? You know, then they're always arguing about, you know, the the Canadian Charter and freedoms. You know, and and I've told you, and I've had this on my show before, I can bring it up here. 
doesn't take very long. The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. See, this is why, you know, it's a good idea for people to, you know, here in Canada, you know, to read your Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Yeah, so here, it says, one important, really important piece in here. So, so the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in the subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law, as can be demonstrably justified in a free and a democratic society. only to such reasonable limits. The rights and freedoms in the charter are not absolute. And by saying that, they can be limited to protect other rights and important national values. And they can be limited because of a pandemic. See, people don't take the time, you know, Canadians, they don't take the time to even bother to even look up to see what's what's in the, the uh, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms here in Canada. And I'm looking at it right now and I'm telling you that your rights and freedoms, they are not absolute. So yes, the government can restrict you. Whether you think they can or cannot. And they can. Of course, there's all kinds of stuff here. You know what people need to actually sit down and, 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 um, Read it. Because we take everything for granted here in a democracy. Do we not? Of course we do. Nobody would 
think that hey, a government can't restrict me. Government can't close non-essential businesses, stay-at-home orders. Mandate mask wearing. Restrict large gatherings. Oh, yes, they can. Whether we like it or not. People thought that, you know, back when they had this Karen Carnival in Ottawa, that the federal government couldn't enact the Federal Emergency Act. When in fact it could. I just said, what took so long? I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that Trudeau enacted the Federal Emergency Act. It's just what took so long. So all these sporadic protests going on here across the country over your charters of rights and freedoms. You need to give yourself a little history lesson and look up the charters and rights and freedoms. You find out what the government can and cannot do. And what you can be restricted for. Yes, it's there to protect everybody. And there's a lot of things in it. It's a big, big, big document. Right, and even the government is included in it when it when it comes to the annual sitting uh, of the, uh, the legislative bodies. You know, there shall be a sitting of parliament, and of each legislature at least once every 12 months. Another basic democratic principle is that the government must explain his actions to the people. Section five of the charter makes it clear that the parliament and the legislative assemblies must hold a session at least once a year. This guarantees the elected members and the public have a chance to question government's actions on a regular basis. So even the government, you know, 
has rules and everything they got to follow in this charter. And so do we as people, as citizens. It doesn't give you the right to harass, impede, prevent anybody else's rights. Meaning all those dumbasses that care in Carnival in Ottawa. Your freedoms and liberty doesn't give you the right to barricade roadways with any object, car, or truck and impede on everybody else's rights and freedoms. And people will say, oh, man, that's just a protest down there. The hell it was. Businesses couldn't open. People couldn't go to work. People couldn't even walk down the street down there without being harassed. If they were wearing a mask. They were impeding them and preventing them of their rights. So all these protests sporadically going on here across Ontario and across the country. All I can tell you is just to shove it up your ass because ninety five percent of the restrictions are gone. Stop taking things for granted. You take your life for granted. You go out there every day and do some pretty dangerous shit, thinking that you you got nine lives, won't matter. If you get smoked today or smoked tomorrow, you know, it's not a Bugs Bunny Roadrunner episode where you fall off the cliff and the rock falls on top of you and you get up like a, a, a bounce around like an accordion. And everything will be fine. I mean, you do you, you take your life in, in your own hands every single day, right? You go out there and you be safe. Look both ways before, before you cross the road. Look around you because there might be someone who's going to throw you under the bus. You don't take your life for granted. Why so? Why do you take your 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 uh, your freedoms for granted? Why do you take that for granted? 
Well, because the government says that you have these these rights and freedoms, so you just take it for granted. You don't you don't read the fine you don't read the fine print where it says it's, your rights and freedoms are not absolute. Not that the government forgot to tell you that. It's right here. It's right here in the uh, in the charter of your rights and freedoms. It's unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. It really, truly is. See, that's why you know if I'm going <laughs> to. Tell you something. I gotta make, especially when, when it comes to the charters of rights and freedoms and what it says in there. And before I would say something, I would look it up myself. And that's why it's so simple to pull up the charters and rights and freedoms. And you can scroll down through the paragraphs. See what's in here. Right? Even when it comes to... Um, when it comes to freedom of expression... It may be limited by laws against hate, propaganda, or child pornography. Freedom of expression. Better be careful. Because if you think you're just going to use hate and you think it's your freedom of expression, Better think twice. People can, he uses that. Say it's my freedom of expression. I have the right to express myself. Not when it comes to hate. You know, when it comes to racist, being a racist, you know, like these, these organizers of the Freedom Convoy or the Karen Carnival, whatever the hell you want to call it, <clears throat> organizers, far-right extremists, racist and separatists. Jumping on the backs of the truckers because this was a trucker protest, not the far-right extremist protest. This is a truckers protest. Oh, we'll just jump on the back of the truckers and we'll have our own agenda and we'll try to raise all this money and make ourselves millionaires. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, they never got one red cent. 
Not one penny of that money. So all we need is these far-right extremists being able to raise so much money on a platform to keep funding their own agendas. Using others to do so. I think four of them are still in jail. Been denied bail. There's four that are facing attempted murder charges from Alberta. Southern Alberta coots at that border. Four of them are being held without bail for attempted murder. You think these protests were all right? Are you kidding me right now? Now, see, the federal government, when they enacted the Federal Emergency Act, it could have easily turned around and included the military. But instead, it gave all the power to the police. The federal, provincial, and municipalities, you do what you need to do, and you get their sorry asses out of there. So they've done just that. You have the right to protest, ladies and gentlemen, you do. A lawful protest, not an unlawful protest. If you don't know the difference, then you need to do some homework. If you don't know the difference between right and wrong, then you need to learn it. What we need to do, like I said, we need to get out there and we need to, to support the people of the Ukraine. And oh, by the way, by any chance, do you have any bombs falling on your house? Do you have any bombs hitting your hospitals? Any bombs going off in your backyard? Well, I guess you didn't lose your freedom. I guess you're not losing your freedom. The people of Ukraine are losing their freedom. Oh, by the way, do you live in North Korea? Probably not. Do you live in China? Nah, probably not. Do you live in Russia? No, probably not. See, see the see the protesters in Russia? Russians protesting against this war. You see what's happening to those protesters? Being arrested. Because they can't protest anyways. They cannot protest against their government. Neither can do neither can they do that 
in North Korea or China. You protest against your government, you disappear. See, they don't have any freedoms. But you do. You have that freedom to protest against your government. A lawful protest. You have the freedom to protest about whatever you want to go out and protest against. Black Lives Matter. You have a lawful protest. So we set everything aside, you know, you know, to my fellow Canadians as well. We set all this mumble jumble bullshit. You're losing your freedom. These these freedom convoys. Oh no, is that crap still going on around Washington D.C. right now? Oh no, I haven't checked recently. You know, going protesting about your your your, your rights and freedoms. That's ridiculous. Like I said, we should should be channeling all of our energy and all of our frustrations into, you know, a, a legal protest against this war. And donate money to the people of Ukraine, there's all kinds of organizations out there collecting this money for the people of the Ukraine. You know, Poland isn't a big country. Something like 2.5 million people has already crossed into Poland. What are they going to do with them all? They're going to have to go you know, from there to Germany and then into the United Kingdom and then obviously into Canada, into the United States. That was what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we oppose this war. So you didn't lose your freedoms and you're not losing your freedoms. So like I said, you need to knock the nonsense off. You really do. Stop the nonsense of of protesting for your freedoms because you haven't lost anything. Unbelievable. I want to thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, for joining me here on this rare Tuesday evening. And I come out here. This is my 350th show that I've done of the Truckers Podcast. And appreciate all my listeners, all my followers. I thank you 
taking the time out of your busy schedules and evenings and days, weekends when I'm on here to come out here and listen to what I have to say. And I appreciate that. So enjoy the rest of your evening, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your week. I know tomorrow's only Wednesday, but the weekend isn't that far off. Really isn't. We'll get there. We always do. Sometimes it feels like it's a long reach because it feels like the, the week is dragging on. But I'll tell you, you know, here, here in Ontario, Canada, we have a couple really nice days coming up. It's going to be in the uh, mid to high 60 Fahrenheit. So it's going to feel like some really nice spring weather for a couple days, even though it's not officially spring. But, you know, I like getting some weather like that, you know, as we're going through this transition of, of winter and into the springtime. And even it's just for a couple of days that we get into the high 60s. And it's, I mean, that's going to feel warm. So that's tomorrow, <clears throat> tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday. And then sort of back into the normal winter, spring transition temperatures as we head into the weekend. But no snow in the forecast, which is nice to see. And pretty much it's all, pretty much most of it, all the, pretty much most of all the snow is gone, you know, because we've had a couple really good days prior to what's coming tomorrow and Thursday. So nice to see that. And stuff go and I know people out there enjoy the winter too you know people like that outdoor activity like those outdoor winter sports and stuff you know but can't have everything you know people like me need the summertime you know because that's my favorite season so anyways we'll get to the weekend I know it's it can feel like it's far off but it always comes around. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Take care. Be safe. Enjoy your freedom. Give your family members a hug. Tell you you love them. Take care. And thank you. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Good night, everybody.